You're tuning into the Fearless Fridays with Marianne podcast. As a best-selling author, certified life coach, and speaker, I created this podcast to inspire, empower, and transform you from the inside out. From time to time, you may hear a solo episode, but for the most part, we will be joined by real-life guests who have overcome adversity, but as they have done the work, today they are thriving. So grab your pen and paper as we get started and learn firsthand tips and tricks to change the trajectory of your lives so we can live a free, fearless, and fabulous life. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Fearless Fridays with Marianne. I am your host, Marianne Rivera-Dannert, and today we have an amazing young lady with us, and we are going to learn some awesome information, so make sure to grab your pen and paper, and without further ado, let's bring her on. Hello, how are you? I'm very well, Marianne. So let's get started. Tell us your name and a little bit about yourself. Sure. My name is Carmen Simone, and I am an abundant living coach. I say it that way because there are many very well-versed and well-renowned, well-known life coaches, but I like to put the abundant living before life coach because it kind of really targets and hones in on my focus and my goal, um, regardless of what's going on in people's lives. And my primary population is adult women, women veterans, and mothers with adult daughters. Awesome. Beautiful. So first question, you know, getting to know you, how did your journey lead to for you to become an abundant living coach? and the founder of INR, Healing for Abundant Living. And can you tell us what INR stands for? If it stands for something. Yeah, I'll keep it as brief as I can because that's a whole week's worth of discussion. (laughs) (laughs) But to summarize my journey, um, I believe my entire life has prepared me for where I am now and being able to come alongside other women. Um, I am a family systems person. I am a licensed clinical social worker by profession. And I got into that profession because I just really had a heart's passion and a heart's desire to have a healthy family and to be a part of a healthy family as an adult, um, however that was going to look. Um, And so through college, um, I also was in the army and retired from the army reserve. Um, I did some medical types of things in the army. I did social work in the army. Um, and so always had a focus on some aspects of families. And then upon retiring from the army, I worked for the federal government in various aspects of working again with families. Um, and then once I retired from the federal government, you know, you kind of refire, as people say, you don't completely retire. Right. <laughs> and I still want to have my hands in families in some way but not in the clinical sense. And so that led me um, into life coaching. And as a woman, um, I can identify with some aspects of a woman's journey. And so I continue to come alongside women um, and being a woman veteran myself, I can identify with some aspects of that journey. And then I have an adult daughter who now has a daughter of her own. And so I can look at life as a woman and a daughter from various um, spheres. And so that's where I am at this point. The particular um, business overarching uh, title or name came from my own personal journey, um, working on my own inner healing, 
um, to be able to live my life out abundantly. Um, you know, not really realizing that we have some healing ourselves sometimes that we need to do before we can really help others walk out their journey. And so I was very focused on my own healing journey and then being able to authentically come alongside other women and support them in theirs and accomplishing their goals to live their life abundantly. I love that. And thank you so much for your service. Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> Excuse me. So what, so I know you're, you know, you're passionate about family, women, daughters, but what specific specifically led you to focus on women and adult daughters? Was there something that was lacking, something that was missing that you noticed? Yeah. I, you know, I, as a, a daughter um, of a mother who, you know, didn't have the best foundation herself, um, and being able to provide a stable environment for me as a single mother, um, she did the very best that she could. Um, but as I got older, um, I began to realize that there were some things not just lacking um, in our relationship, um, to no fault of my mother. She provided what she had and what she knew and did the best that she could. Um, but when you know better, you have the opportunity do to do better. And so I wanted to do better with my own daughter um, you know, and as we went through her adolescent years, I can relate. She's a young woman herself now. Um, you know, I can do some comparison. I can look at my own journey with my mother. My mother um, is now deceased. Um, and look at the journey that I've had thus far with my 30 plus daughter. I don't know if she wants me to tell her specific age. So I'll just say 30 plus. Um, and, and for whatever reason, this year in February, I think it had to do with probably three things. Um, one, it was, you know, February is a month we primarily look at love and the love relationships in our lives. Um, that's also my grandmother's birthday, who's deceased. Mm -hmm. Um, and just thinking back on her and our relationship and her relationship with her daughter, she had had two daughters, um, one is still living. And then as we're moving towards Mother's Day in May, um, really looking at my relationship with my mother and my own daughter. And so it, it led me to really hone in um, on improving and enhancing my own relationship with my daughter. Um, and really leaning in with persons that I'm already connected with as they desire to help them have healthier mother-daughter relationships and just be healthier as women in general. Are there some strategies that, you know, you focus on or maybe you can provide one tip for either the adult daughter or the mother um, to implement as they're listening to our podcast? Yeah, it, it, it sounds easier um, than it is as I'm going to articulate it. <laughs> Because it, it has a lot to do with where the relationship currently is, mm. um, where it has been, um, and where the two desire for it to go. Because it does take two. Um, but I like to use an acronym called BOND. And within that are some strategies. And, and the B stands for just being able to build a better relationship. Um, being able to come closer together um, as two adult women. Um, being open and honest with where they have been and where they currently are and where they want to go. Um, really observing um, those things that are going well and those things that can really use some improvement. Um, and then the end is being able to really identify 
the personal needs and then the needs within the relationship. So it's really some goal strategy, identification, <clears throat> goal setting, um, yeah. which in essence is basic. But when you're looking at relationships, it can be pretty intimate and pretty challenging. Right. Um, and the D is being able to define and, and design what's going to be specifically helpful for those two individuals um, as individuals and then as a, a group. Um, and I say group because they're two people. Um, so it's really a goal setting strategy that I use as specialized for individuals and then for the two to come together. I love that. So it's build. Build, observe, observe need and needs and then defining Define. and designing. I love that. I love that. So as a woman of faith, how do your spiritual beliefs play a role in your coaching and guidance yeah, um, it's interesting you would ask. I think that what I've come to find out now is I better understand who I am mm -hmm. um, and how, not just myself, but how we have been created as women. Um, and there are some things within us as women that the world needs. <laughs> and we have to know how to walk those out, um, not feeling in shame, not feeling embarrassed, not trying to compare ourselves with other women. And in this world, that's a challenging thing to not right. do. Um, but knowing that we're uniquely designed for a specific purpose. There's a population and a group of women that I've been designed to connect and to, to engage with just as there is for you. Um, and we're not going to all do that the same way. Right. Um, and then, you know, our temperaments, our personalities, they're for a specific reason. <laughs> um, you know, those that can be a little bit more in your face um, and those that can be a little bit more direct and, you know, seem to be um, not as bothered by other things that bother other people. It's for a specific purpose and we all need each other. Yeah. I love that. So you are a TEDx speaker. Tell us about that journey. How did that come about? And share some highlights and some insights from your talk. Yeah, that was totally a surprise and nothing I planned. Oh. <laughs> that was one of those things I was designed for and didn't know it. <laughs> we are ever learning and ever growing. Um, awesome. So again, around the same time this year in February, February was a big month for me. Mm. Um, I joined my local Frederick, uh, I live in Frederick, Maryland, um, my Frederick County Chamber of Commerce. I had been thinking about doing it for a couple of years and I said, I'll just go ahead and step out and do it. So I joined them in February and every month they send out a newsletter. So I read the February one, I read the March one and that April newsletter, who would hit me a little different. <laughs> so I was reading through the April newsletter and I tend to be a, a, you know, I skim through and then if something really seems to be important, I'll go scroll back up and read it in more detail. So skimming through the newsletter and about midway through the newsletter, we have a local uh, private college here and I saw that they were offering TEDx and I was like, oh, that's interesting. And I was just getting ready to get off the paragraph and I felt inside, go back and read it again. That usually means it's something I need to do. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I read it again and <clears throat> clicked on to the link um, and just really felt um, that I needed to go ahead and apply for it. I have not had any of that type of speaking experience. I've spoken a lot in the government settings and military, right. um, even in my church and some community things, but nothing to that magnitude. So needless to say, I was quite nervous. So that was on a Thursday. 
And the deadline was the following week for submission. And so I had to scurry around and get everything together that they required for submission and got it in on time. And very quickly, I received an email back saying I had been accepted. Wow. Well, I was not expecting that. <laughs> so I started panicking. <laughs> wow. I said, well, I stepped out here. What am I going to do now? So I called the coordinator and you know she shared some information with me. And then that just made me even more nervous. Mm, I can so imagine. I, I needed some help. And so I had a, you know, a group of uh, coaches, that business coaches that I connected with. And so I contacted one of them who connected me with another person and she helped me to get prepared. Now, needless to say, unbeknownst to me, and it was probably a good thing, I did not know that this was something that most people take months to prepare for. I only had two and a half weeks. Oh my gosh. Wow. So I was on pins and needles. <laughs> wow. But she was awesome. She helped me every step of the way. She incrementally um, broke everything down and we got it all together and rehearsed and rehearsed and rehearsed and rehearsed till I had TEDx coming out of my eyes. <laughs> I was like seeing it in my sleep. And then we had the, the day um, and I made it through. I didn't pass out. <laughs> wow. That's amazing um, though. It was, it was looking back, it was an experience that I needed um, it was experience that stretched me. It was an experience that um, just enhanced um, my confidence in what I have been created to do, to speak into other women's lives. Um, and that TEDx is now available on YouTube. That's awesome. And I'm going to make sure to grab the copy of the link and put it on the show notes. Well, thank you. Hopefully it will awesome. continue to help some mothers and their adult daughters. Yeah, definitely. So what are some challenges that you often find between mothers and daughters during, you know, for the healing process? Um, I think there's three main things that I can identify at this point that are probably common um, to a lot of challenging mother and daughter relationships. One is the similarities between the mm -hmm. mother and the daughter. Um, there are some things that personality wise, emotionally, um, and even sometimes behaviorally, um, sometimes they're mirror images of one another, but they're not willing to admit that. And so that makes them clash. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but then also <clears throat> there are sometimes some unhealed areas, some things mm -hmm. that have not been forgiven, some things that have been, um, held over, um, the other um, whether it's the mother or the daughter, um, where one has felt um, some injustice to some degree um, and they have not released the other person from those things. Um, and so there are some roadblocks or inhibitors into their relationship being as healthy as it could possibly be. Um, the third one is just really um, self-awareness. Sometimes we, you know, as we have probably heard in many ways, we don't see ourselves as other people see us. Sure. Um, and so sometimes just by this virtue of having a better self-awareness, we're able to see um, how our communication or lack of communication or how our um, unhealthy behavior um, is impacting the relationship. And I think it's so hard because, you know, as mothers, we've been through things, we've been through life and we had, you know, we faced challenges and adversity and so forth. So we don't want our children to suffer through those things. But at the yeah. same time, it's kind of like, you have to remember, you know, when I was that age, 
you know, how things were for you and things like that. So is there like, you know, a tip or two that you can share to start that, you know, conversation in knowing how to like put yourself into other person's shoes from their perspective, you know, to enhance the relationship? Yeah, for sure. Um, we're our own individuals. You know, we have some commonalities. We have some similarities. There are some things that we inherit um, from our parents. Even when we have not been raised by our parents, mm -hmm. there are just some biological, genetic things that are within us, um, even some spiritual, some things. Um, and so being able to allow the individual stand in their own shoes, but lead and guide them, knowing that at some point in their life, they are going to find their way. And that can be, that can be scary. Um, because as you said, you don't want them to fall. You don't want them to flounder. You don't want them to experience things that as in hindsight, we know that they could avoid, right. um, but they have to find their own way. Um, and, and the best way to assist them with that is to be there um, and to be able to provide healthy supports for them and guidance. Um, but for the child, adult child, knowing that when I fall, that you're going to be there as a listening ear. I love that. So out of all the possible names and coaches, you know, niches that you could have selected, why abundant living? Um, because I believe that that's what we're created for. Mm -hmm. I, and we are going to have <clears throat> difficulties, challenges, trials in this world. Um, and we're even going to have some setbacks. But every step of the way, each step is meant to be better. And so, you know, what's abundant for me, what fills me, what makes my life complete is different for you and for other people. But finding that and knowing what that is, there's a freedom in there that you just really can't find anywhere else. Um, and so being able to identify those stepping stones and being able to identify what brings abundance into my life and how I can continue to walk that out is just something that I haven't really seen a lot of people offer. I love that. So what are you looking forward to and what are you working on for 2024? Oh my goodness. <laughs> I am looking forward to being able to reach um, women in a wider way. And so being able to do some online classes um, or workshops, however they, they feel that those um, resonate with them. Um, expanding an online Facebook group that I currently have um, where we come together once a week um, and just really connecting um, with other women um, through social media. Um, you know, social media was one of those things I think sometimes generationally we're not always sure about, um, but, you know, taking that plunge and taking a leap um, of faith and just doing some of those things that because I am in one location doesn't mean that I can't connect and reach other women in other locations. Yeah, that's true. So you are on the Fearless Fridays podcast. How are you living a fearless life? Yeah, by taking those leaps, um, like by doing the, the TEDx and um, just, you know, stepping out of my own comfort zone. Um, mm -hmm. There's some things that I'm very comfortable with and very comfortable with doing and will say yes at a drop of a dime. And then there's other things like, mm, let me think about that for a little bit. 
Um, and so when I get to that, mm, let me think about it, really being honest with myself about what's making me pause. Mm. Um, and if it's something that's realistic or if it's something that because of something that's happened in the past that I'm, I'm hesitant about. Um, and allowing myself to, to be all of who I have been created to be. You know, the, the world has identified us and, as women and told us who we're supposed to be, how we're supposed to be, look, and all these other kinds of things. Um, but we are who we are, and I'm just going to work with what I have. Awesome. Beautiful. So as we get ready to wrap up, are there is there anything else that you would like to share or mention that we have not had a chance to talk about? Yeah, I just want to encourage your listeners to, you know, continue to step out. Um, there are so many new things awaiting us. Um, and, this, you know, I think COVID was an opportunity for many of us to see what more we could do, um, even though we couldn't get out and maybe couldn't get connected to some of the resources and things in the stores were scarce. But we, you know, as a generational aspect and even um, in a world perspective, we were able to do more with less. Mm. And so I think hopefully that's a sign to show us that some of the things that we relied on, depended on, we really didn't need. Yeah. Um, and so, it, you know, I want to encourage women and, and other listeners to, to step out of their comfort zone and to lean into the totality of who they are and to embrace who they are. You know, we're beautifully created yeah. and, and there's um, something that each and every one of us has been designed to do. I love that. And where can our audience and our viewers connect with you, learn more about you? Yeah, so I have, um, working on a website, so that'll come sometime, uh, hopefully the earlier part of next year. But for right now, I'm on Leaktree, so if you just type my name, Google it. Um, if you're on Facebook, just type Coach K, Carmen Simone. Um, I have a private, uh, page. I have a Facebook page. I have a business Facebook page. I'm on LinkedIn. It's Carmen Jenkins. Um, so pretty easy to find. Awesome. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, Marianne, and have a wonderful holiday season. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Fearless Fridays with Marianne podcast. Make sure to stay connected with us and you can find us on Facebook at MRD Empowerment Solutions or on Instagram as Marianne Rivera Dannert. You can also visit our website at MarianneRiveraDannert.com. As always, you are fearless, you are fabulous, you are a priority, and you matter. Hi, I'm Kelly. And I'm Kelly. The host of Getting Real with Bossy, the real, raw, and honest podcast about small business ownership. We created Bossy to be a safe place to ask the hard questions and to get support that's necessary. With our experience, nine businesses in over 25 years, we continue to bear it all and share what we wish we had known. We move past the must-be-nices and start getting real. Come along as we interview small business owners and get the true story. Leave with another tool for the next time you feel alone on this journey. Business ownership leads to unexpected knowledge. What are you an expert at? Tell us at Getting Real with Bossy and subscribe today.